live from I left my vacation home. I'm back home in my home studio, but it stayed busy with the boy Armand Sadler. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. I am your host, Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, multiple miles Monday poppy. Um, I'll be tweeting, I'll be driving Uber. I do a lot of different things. I, I stay busy just like the podcast title. Another person who stays busy is my excellent, exquisite co-host, co-founder. How you feeling, brother? Feeling good today. How y'all doing? How you doing? My name is Nick Early, executive producing, co-hosting, stay busy. This is an exciting day. I'm always happy when we have great guests, guests that I personally am invested in their success and I enjoy seeing them do great things. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and introduce our guest, Armand. So I was introduced to our guest. uh, As some of you may know, I help out with a publication called The Lifestyle NYC, and she was interviewed by uh, people within our team. And so I, I, I was like the Beyonce of marketing. Who is who, 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 what, like, who, who is this claiming such a title? And then you get to know her and you see everything that she's done. And it's like, Oh, okay. This makes sense. So let me explain prior to taking, creating her own table. She used to have a seat at the table working with record labels, but she said, you know what? I'm about to go do the thing independently. So our, our guest started Brown to Perfection. Now, Brown to Perfection is a creative marketing and event production agency that specializes in helping brands, companies, and artists become the best version of themselves. On a client level, they offer tr- traditional and digital marketing, branding strategies, and experiential event services. Within their own community and, and culture, they provide resources in marketing, business development, and wellness through digital content and branded products. This includes curated niche events, mainly targeted towards millennial creatives and women of color. We love our women of color such as vision board and affirmation workshops, happy hours, fitness classes, and beyond. And you might've heard of her very, very cool brownie bites. Now she'd be tweeting positive affirmations. She's funny. She's charismatic. She's personable. She should be in the clubhouse room arguing with us about wing preferences and, and you know, which, which city is better, but great energy, just a positive person all around. We're so excited to have Junae Brown on stay busy. Let's clap it up for Junae. Hey, Junae. We do what we can. We're thankful for you joining us. Very, very excited. Um, this will be, uh, you, you are currently our employee of the month, which is very exciting, but we were like one segment. Nah, we got to have Junae for the whole thing. We, we want to hear the takes. We want to hear the spice. We, and we, we want the excitement. So we're very, very excited to have you and thank you for stopping by the busy verse as we call it. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, you guys are great. And I think this is going to be a really, really fun conversation. 
Yes, it and is. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. So a couple shout outs. We got to shout out our listeners. First time listeners, returning listeners, uh, people who might be listening for the last time. Still doesn't make sense to me, but hey, you know, it, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Well, we thank you for riding with us as long as you may have been riding with us. Whether you like iced tea or lemonade, pass fail or letter grades, treadmills or ellipticals, chasing what you want or the infatuation being reciprocal. Mm. <laughs> okay all right we like this one i'm definitely dang i'm an iced tea guy and i need letter grades i like letter grades pass fails and these is just like i'm just gonna put in enough effort to just be you know just it's just like i, I need a letter grade um and then definitely treadmills and it depends on chasing the chase sometimes I like to know that there's some sort of reciprocation. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know that. Oh, if I'm on chase, I'm need to know that like it's in range. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but everyone likes to be have be a in a reciprocated situation too. Yeah. What about you? You like iced tea or lemonade, Janae? Um, it's so funny. I literally only drink water, but whenever I do, it's lemonade. Lemonade's the only other thing that I drink. So. Oh wow. Unless it's going in some liquor, that's different. But lemonade, <laughs> lemonade. I'm a lemonade girl all the way. That was my okay. next question. Do you drink? You drink though. Yeah, I drink. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, now pat now pass fail classes or letter grades. You also like CC in that A plus that A letter grade. I definitely was a, a you know up until a certain point in school, I was a big overachiever. Letter grade, pass or fail what it's like waste of time i think it's a waste of time it's like we just get one or the other it's kind of like did the teacher flip a coin or did i actually do well so i like letter grades pass fails pass fail classes are very much so senior year spring semester i'm just trying to get out of here (laughs) now are are you a a treadmill or an elliptical person i'm an elliptical girl okay okay i look real cute on the elliptical i feel like (laughs) It's a lot more pressure on the treadmill. Like you really gotta perform on the treadmill. I'd rather run, like go running, than be on okay. the treadmill, right? Like, but the elliptical, it's like okay, I'm cute. You can change it. <laughs> so cute. The treadmill. Stress see, is the purpose to look cute or to get the workout in. Both, and oh the God. elliptical allows <laughs> you both at the simultaneously. Both. Like you can record a cute little Instagram story on the elliptical. Right. Okay. Working out. The treadmill, I'm too clumsy at going down. Okay. And last but not least, this this is the important one. The important question. <laughs> do 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 you do you be shooting you your shot or 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 did you like to be chased or when you're being chased and you kind of have that and you develop that mutual interest, do, do you give that that energy back? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's layers. I prefer a man to be assertive in the beginning, right? Like I'm not anybody to tell you I am I'm the last person I will ever shoot my shot I am not shooting my shot my version of shooting my shot is more like okay I'm actually paying you some sort of mind and communicating with you you should either take the hint and you take a shot or if not well go in the friend pile you go and then (laughs) (laughs) Um, and but I will say like once we establish that rapport I'm definitely a reciprocal type of person like I feel like we both in this we like each other like let's you know 
cool, cool, cool. Couple more shout outs before we get into the good stuff. Shout out our VP of everything, Kieran, the man you cannot see, but but you feel him. Uh, shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms you would like to use, and you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. And of course, Zoom, allowing you to see our beautiful black melanated faces. I, I just got my hair cut. I'm going to take the headphones off so you can see. Ah, ah, you know, <laughs> it's a little sharp over here. You know the vibes. <laughs> Um, so that said, let's get into our chat. Um, now we're recording a little early, so we're not going to have new album breakdowns for y'all. We're, we're going to preview a couple things, but the first topic and <laughs> Nick put two question marks after, after one of these. <laughs> so I'm very interested in hearing his perspective on this. Uh, Lil Baby this week, uh, announced that he charges 400,000 for a show. How do we feel about that? Okay, I'm gonna defer to Janae first because I have a lot of words. But go, Janae. Oh, honey, and occasion. <laughs> I think. Listen, if people, he's arguably one of the biggest artists in rap right now. So, um, four hundred thousand sounds about right. I mean, there aren't really a lot of shows happening, so I'm assuming that if a show is happening, a promoter needs to make the absolute most out of the show. So they're going to pay whatever. I mean, 400K is usually prices reserved for way more seasoned artists. I think that's where people's eyes go, right? Um, But I mean, hey, if people paying it, then what can you say? I mean, literally a few months ago, he told us it was 200, right? I mean, and if you have, uh, you know, artists who have, who are kind of in that space and they have hit hit records and the numbers and the albums, like, are not, a, a, a brand new artist is not doing anything under like 100K in a normal climate, if they're like one of those breakout artists. So, hey, give him his 400 or you're not seeing him. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts, I'll keep it brief. Funny enough, I'm actually on his side, like... 400 for for a show immediately i was like god like oh that's how you feel but it's more of like for people paying that obviously that's why he's gonna hold that price someone will pay that right so i think that when it comes to valuing yourself i think you're valued at whatever number you create right it's up to the market to tell you whether or not that is high or not um so there will be somebody that will probably pay the 400,000 which will give him the confidence. If he don't book no shows off of 400,000 then obviously that will tell him not. But I'm very big into like people, you know, creating their own value and and let the market decide whether or not they're going to pay that. Yeah, little babies easily one of if not the biggest rapper of of this year had a very good 2019 started rapping in 2016 like seeing him accomplish all this having just started rapping in 2016 it's his 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 ascendance is incredible so uh, i'm 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 with both of you like if that's what what he deems his worth and people are willing to pay that then by all means um next up nick you you put a radio disney shutting down in 2021 when I was reading, through, I, I get the ASCAP daily brief and I was just reading through this and I was just like, obviously, you know, I'm, I haven't listened to Radio Disney since you know, I was a child, but even before that, I didn't really even listen to Radio Disney. <laughs> but um, I was just fascinated that, you know, Disney's a powerhouse and the fact that they're shutting down Radio Disney, which is, you know, Disney's created this huge, I would say, super streamlined process for like how they push out their own talents, music. Like, obviously, if they have these kids, they're going to put them on a show. 
then they're gonna get them in the studio and record something and then they're gonna play it and pump it through radio disney and all the other stuff that they play but it just shows a kind of like that they're the focus that they're going to is more streaming platforms and tv stuff so it just shows like even a conglomerate like that is making a huge um change to something because you know they're seeing what the times are saying like if radio disney is going away you know what else is going to go so it was just something that i was just like interested in and um i just wanted to talk about it let people know word uh next up jack harlow announces album uh that's what they all say it is uh dropping well it will have dropped by the time you all heard this um again we're recording early so we can't talk about the album itself but uh he did release the track list with features features little baby uh big sean he just dropped uh his single way out featuring big sean um chris brown is on it adam levine sg static major and of course his hometown uh brethren bryson tiller um, I'm looking forward to Jack's uh, project. I've I've really enjoyed everything he's had to offer. The Big Sean song was cool. Um, I didn't I didn't love it. It was cool. Janae uh, making a face. No, Nick is Janae. making. So Janae, you making a face? Hey. No, I'm making a face because I'm about to ask you something. Okay. How did you feel about the cover? Mm. I did not. Do y'all know I spent 15 minutes searching through Twitter and Instagram trying to figure out what was wrong with the cover. I thought I missed something. I thought I missed a tweet, a moment, something he said. I thought somebody came out and spoke out. Like I didn't, my immediate thoughts about the cover was like, oh, okay, dope. Jack's dropping his album. I can't wait to hear it. And I, and then I went in the clubhouse and it was like a room about why it was a problem. And then I don't know. I, I mean, if you want to take it all the way there, sure. I get what you, what you're saying, but I didn't see personally why we had to take it all the way there. Um, and I think that it's interesting that people in one breath, will say that because he's a white rapper, he needs to pay homage and he needs to include um, us in in everything that he's doing because he's a guest in the culture. And then he seemingly attempts to do that. And that's an issue as well. So sometimes I don't know what people want. And I also didn't feel comfortable that the fact that I didn't see many, and I'm not saying they didn't exist, but I didn't see many or any really black women saying they had a problem with the cover. It was other people kind of speaking for us and saying that they were offended for us or on behalf of us. And to me, that sounded more like some like misogynistic ego thing that actually had nothing to do with protecting or looking out for black women. It was like, oh, I just don't like that. He looks so fly with this black woman. Right on her lap and on his lap and the, the black and the white and the Hispanic or whoever type of kids was outside the window and he think he this, he think he that. And I'm like, it's rap. Reaching. Like Reaching. you're supposed to be like, and I thought it was tasteful. I thought it was very respectful. And honestly, I actually like Jack Harlow. Like I think he can rap. I like his music so far. And I'm gonna listen to the album. We, I don't know. I don't want to go too deep, but I feel like sometimes we create more issues and I think that in 2020 especially there are so many real and let me not say it's not a real issue there there are larger issues in the grand scheme of things that we could be that energy towards if you really are so passionate please put that energy into the areas where we really need it that actually affect our progress as a people right Mm -hmm. that actually 
greatly affect how Black women are seen, protected, um, respected in various spaces. Like I just we pick and choose, and I'm not really a big fan of that sometimes. But. Yeah, often. Yeah, it's you spitting. So all that to say, I'm very excited to hear Jack's album. Uh, I, I I too like him a lot, and I, I think he's bringing something really cool to the culture. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it is. Another album uh, that the people will have heard by the time they hear this episode, uh, Man on the Moon 3, Kid Cudi. Um, a lot of people excited about that. I know a lot of people say Kid Cudi changed their lives 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like a joke they make on Twitter every time <laughs> Cudi does anything like, oh, here, here comes the kids saying Cudi changed their lives. <laughs> like, I, I, he, he, oh, you? You one of them? Those kids, I will never forget. Yes, Man on the Moon. Like, I was definitely like, what? I don't know. Let me not age myself, but I was like 17, 18. And I, on repeat, like, he was a part of my, you know, he's an Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius. Mm. I just, I felt it. Like, it was my transition from high school to college. And I was just, I'm already very, like, I think um, I wasn't like an emo teen, but I was like, you know, Tumblr. Tumblr, yes. you feel it? Like I was that girl a little bit, <laughs> and so like he got me. I felt it, and I was like, "Yeah, like I'm different, and we just ride, and we don't care." I love Kid Cudi. I say that to say, um, I haven't kept up with him, I guess, as much as his career progressed. But um, he'll always have a special place in my, you know, musical heart for what he's contributing. I'm actually really excited to hear this album as well. I I respect that. I've I've liked some of what Cuddy's uh, done in his career. I definitely would consider myself like a big fan. Um, but uh, this album features Pop Smoke and Skepta. I was very excited to see a Pop Smoke a feature. Um, also Trippy Red and Phoebe Bridgers. So should be pretty cool. A lot of people excited about it. Um, I know people didn't love Cuddy's last product. I think that was a Passion, Pain, and Demon Slam 2016, 2017-ish. Um, so, the, you know, this is kind of like a comeback and it's always kind of dangerous continuing certain series. Like, you know, we saw Big Sean do Detroit and then Detroit 2 and people's feelings on Detroit 2 didn't match Detroit and like uh, uh, Lil Wayne doing No Ceilings 3 or I'm Not a Human Being 3 and just like it's, it, the doing series are kind of hit, hit or miss but people have been waiting for Cuddy for a while. So I think there's just a lot of positivity and excitement around this. And it'll be interesting to see uh, if the music holds up. Um, another good music uh, artist, Pusha T, uh, I, people might know him. I, I kind of interviewed him this past summer. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, he, he announced that he has an album exclusively produced by the Neptunes and Kanye West coming up. Now, this is interesting because when he and I spoke, uh, he confirmed that he had the project coming with Mad Lib at some point. Um, and uh, a year prior to that, when he went on the Joe Budden podcast, he talked about how he was finishing up an album. So there's like three Pusha T projects that we've kind of been anticipating now. So it's like, you know, is this going to be another announcement that kind of just is an announcement and then nothing follows up? I mean, we do know his close ties with Kanye. Of course, he's super tied with Neptune. So like this probably seems like the most realistic uh, thing to happen it's just a matter of when it's going to come because we know push doesn't he, he doesn't rush releases he, he takes his time like three years it's between long time you guys yeah definitely respect that so um, I'm, I'm interested to hear it i mean kanye production is always really good neptunes are legendary uh some of the greatest producers of all time so uh i'm i'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that um another announcement that may not be an actual announcement uh odell beckham was on an ig live interview and he said that certified lover boy by drake will be coming on new year's day now 
I immediately went went to my calendar and I saw that New Year's Day is a Friday, which is album release day. So I I, I just imagined myself at midnight kissing my bottle of Casamigos and then checking my phone and seeing a new Drake album pop up right into 2021. And I'm very, very thrilled about the possibility of that happening. And if anyone would do that, Drake would absolutely start the year with an out, like knowing the 2020 we had, knowing how anticipated his album is, I could totally see this being realistic. Now, I don't know if Odell was supposed to announce this. I don't know if he messed it up for us by saying it too early, but I'm I'm, I'm going to wait and see. What, what, what y'all think? Do you, do you think Drake would do it? I'm going to let Janae speak first. I think that was, would be very Drake. Um, I, and I love when Drake, I always tell people like my favorite Drake is like braggadocious Drake. Yeah. Like I love when he gets in his bag, even if he's not saying it on a record, whenever he does like some real, like I'm the man shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake. <laughs> um, because I feel like, you know, sometimes I, I relate, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, people really do be playing with him, but they just don't do it out loud mm-hmm. all the time. And so, you know, I feel that. And I, 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 I love that. I think he is the perfect person to drop on January 1st. I don't know. I kind of feel like who else could drop on the first and really like, it won't matter what else drops on the first. No offense to right. any. <laughs> there's there, there's very few. Beyonce or Jay-Z or it got to be somebody that's like all the way up there. Mm-hmm. It won't matter. Not, they might as well like honestly shut down the streaming apps and like <laughs> just have the album there. Because, you know, the to segue into 2021, that's some boss shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, day one here. Yeah. It's about me. I love that. Um, and I too would like to be with a bottle of Casamigos. Um, and hopefully wherever I'm at, um, the, the, I'm just going to drop. Like, that's what I'm envisioning. Like it drops confetti, something. I don't know how I'm going to figure that out, but pop some champagne. I don't know, but I'm excited if it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick, how about, how about you? I'm, I mean, obviously I'd like, be excited for it to happen. I think in a lot of ways too, which is kind of, it might make sense. I feel like, for Drake's brand now, I feel like he's he's allowing. Obviously, he speaks for himself. He doesn't have to market himself. He could drop an album right now, and everyone would it would break records. <laughs> but I like how he kind of like this could be a thing where either Odell was wrong, and like he was just you know alluding to it, and Drake was maybe thinking about the New Year's Day thing. Probably. But given the pop star thing, the way he literally like the creativity of like having someone else do your video. I can't imagine, like, I would imagine that this would be something cool, too, is, like, having someone else, like, sort of, like, tease your project for you before yeah. you've had a chance to speak. Of, like, I could see that sort of, my, maybe I'm thinking way too much into it, but I could no. see that sort of thought process coming yeah. from that camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, like, Odell teasing, because Odell was in the, this, in the single video, too. So it's, like, it, I think it's more connected than we realize, but also maybe not as true. So it, it could play both sides, but... You know, either way, we need some new Drake. You know how that goes. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to. I can't. And you know, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I can't think of anyone who's dropped a new album on New Year's Day. Like, like this is this is very bold because like a lot of artists typically avoid January because people are still transitioning into the new year and getting their footing and it's still New Year's resolution, gym time, and you know, a a bunch of different things that that kind of sometimes drop in January. What happened? Like, or sometimes really big artists drop quarter one, like top of January. And so it's just like, if you're not 
really big and you get an even an inkling that people are going to drop then it's like even that rumor if I'm a project manager whoever like I'm sorry the release is getting pushed all the way back (laughs) why would we even play around like that I'm getting on the phone I'm sending texts like what's the truth because we we don't move to February but do we need to move further than that is he going to drop like the last you know what I mean like is let me know because it, it makes no sense to compete with a Drake release. I mean, if you're an emerging artist anyway, and like your fans are going to be excited and you're just, you do things in your rollout just to increase your visibility, cool. But if you're like a mid-level to, you know, top kind of artist, just avoid. Why are you doing that to yourself? Just, that was my next question to see if like it actually matters for up and coming artists to, you know, to release in the yeah, same schedule. I, right. It, but. So like you, I mean, yes, but I think emerging artists should be creating rollouts anyway that keep rolling out. Exactly. So yeah, you have your stuff to lead up to the rollout, you do your release, and then you have stuff that keeps it rolling out because you don't have that um, rapport yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you have to, you got to like. Got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. We're not stopping for Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Well, I'm looking forward to January 1st, 2021. And regardless, like, We'll be getting out of 2020, so even if we don't get a Drake album, it'll just feel so good to get out of this hellhole of a year. <laughs> so I can't wait. Um, lastly, Nick, I know you peeped the uh, Chloe Halley tiny desk. How'd you, how'd you feel about that? Shout out, Jane. Jane sent me a snippet, which led me to go watch the whole thing. They, I, they're just my favorite because they are real vocalists. They are giving real vocals in a commercial sense, like their music. And, and I, what I love about them, too, is that the, the whole band was all women. You know, they had a horn section. They had strings. They had keys, guitar, everything. And it was just them two just having a good time just singing the songs. The set list, the way the set was put together, I'm just like, I saw a tweet that was talking about, like, this is how you promote an album. Like, this is how you continue to keep the streams coming. Um, and I, I love Tiny Desk because, for me, it locks me into certain artists or it, like, kind of pulls me back. Like, what you what the live hitting on like what the live performance hitting on period i need to know <laughs> mm-hmm. because that's that's a thing for me i need the vocals like yeah you could sound great on a track but i've i've seen some very like how we say frightening tiny desks i've seen Oof. some joints that have exposed some people mm. od like mm. i'm just like see 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 mm-hmm. um but i love them they're they're so it's just effortless and you can see that they've done their homework so far as like going back and listening to the grades. You hear Chloe, especially. I think Chloe wants the throne. I think she wants all of it. Like, mm-hmm. like the, you can see it like the way I think Hallie is kind of like, like she's having a good time. Like she's enjoying it, you know, like, and just enjoying everything. But I feel like Chloe wants it all. Like she's just here for, for everything. So I'm very excited for them. It's great to see them emerging. Yeah, do it. Do it. That's my joint. You, know? <laughs> you got to go run the tiny desk. It's tough. Yeah. Go Definitely will keep that wonderful yeah word well that's our chat uh all that talking got us parched so nick what you sipping on my brother i'm sipping on jesus juice you know h2o <laughs> me too also mm. let me not put no brand logos up in here <laughs> I, was just, I was gonna ask you i was like when you were taking a sip off camera i was like wait janae oh there go the brand <laughs> <In the reflection. laughs> a little alkaline water you know. you know, it's funny. I've actually heard that that brand doesn't have uh, that their water actually tests acidic, Miss Alkaline. Mm. We got to get you. H over here. Okay. Mm. Got you. Well, well, 
<laughs> but anyways, you I happen to have this. Say hi at Instacart, guys, okay? <laughs> oh, good. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I really hope it's not acidic. See, now I'm going to be, I actually like very <laughs> fact, a very random fact about me. I was really, really into school in general, but I was a really big science nerd and still kind of am. And so one of my favorite science projects was I tested the pH level of water in the Harlem Mirror, which is like in the middle of Central Park on 110th Street. And I was collecting water samples, which first of all was dangerous. My teacher was, was amazing. Um, it was very dangerous. And it started pouring down torrential rain. I mean, to this day, I've never seen rain pour down like that, except for this one rolling loud year in Miami. Rain, I mean, pouring rain. And I still got them samples, okay? (laughs) I was on the edge. I could have drowned and I got them samples. And I found out that um, the water in the Harlem Mirror is actually relatively clean. Like, you're not going to die if you drink it. At least not die back then. I don't know what's happening now. Um, but yeah, very relevant story, but I'm serious about the pH level of water. So now I'm going to have to do research. You got to get on that Essentia. You got Essentia. I I love Essentia, but they didn't have that. Uh, Instacart fault. (laughs) We said your name, Instacart. We said your name. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, so our half and half y'all is coming out of Variety Magazine. Um, this is an interesting thing I wanted to talk to, especially we have someone who's here who's the Beyonce of marketing. I would be very curious to hear her opinion about this. This is uh, Simon Fuller, who's the and Verizon form a pact to develop 5G music and entertainment experiences. This is by Todd Spangler. So what's going on is Simon Fuller, who is the British, uh, and we say media savant, he is the one who came up with the idea of American Idol. He's the founder of also, I don't know if it's XIX or if it's 19, it's Roman numerous XIX uh, Entertainment. And they formed a partnership just recently uh, with Verizon to develop, as they say, experimental and new ex- entertainment experiences using uh, Verizon's 5G ultra wideband platform and VR and AR and mixed reality technologies. For those who don't understand, quick cr- quick crash course vr is actually fully immersing like full um we just say field of vision like when you're putting on the headset ar is when like there are parts of you have to pretty much look through a screen like pokemon go is a great example that's ar like you're seeing real world stuff but you know digital things in in mixed in so uh which is yeah mixed reality um, so it's really, really, really fascinating to me because when you're thinking about like as technology continues to advance, as things are going on, specifically within the pandemic, how everything has been pretty much digital, we've only had that option, how people are going to, once the world opens back up, how is that digital can continue to develop? And someone being on the cutting edge like this, he was the first person for a live TV network to have you be able to text in um, to submit you know for your votes for a singing competition so he's very much so that mindset so what they want to do um, they want to of course change the way uh, fans experience music and entertainment the collaboration is actually going to focus on enabling real-time interactions among friends and streaming content instantaneously of course taking advantage of uh, 5g's low latency and high bandwidth characteristics so it's expected to come, their first release of the project is expected to come early 2021. And it's uh, going to be basically a short form 360 degree immersive video that can be experienced with VR headsets. So if you don't have VR, 
I'm sorry, but that's going to be my question at the end. And then, of course, they want to then get into a music and dance based reality, mixed reality experiences, uh, one being involving playing with augmented reality. Uh, there's a quote from by Fuller. He said that, quote, I can't read the future better than anyone else. And quote, he says, quote, but I've always been excited about the next wave of entertainment and what's coming in the next evolution of pop culture, end quote. And so for me, when I was reading this and thinking about it, you know, I really think about like, who is VR for? You know, we talk about alternative experience, uh, experiential equipment, experiences in, in general. Who is that for? You know, because you have to have a certain amount of technology to, to be able to engage with that. But also, like, I'm not thinking about those sort of things. And so my, my question is, you know, is, is VR and AR going to get to the point where it's not as expensive, where it becomes ubiquitous? Do you all feel that way? And also, like, as, it, you know, the, we're always going to find a way to put entertainment in something. So what, how is that going to move forward? What do you think, Janae? I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, I think that VR is for um, who we make it necessary for or appealing for. Um, so, for example, if we're talking about entertainment, right, if Travis Scott did a VR experience, his fans would figure out how to get them them damn goggles, right? Um, it made it a regular thing that artists started to do these immersive, exclusive experiences, then VR equipment would be something that you needed to have because in order right. to experience that, that's what you would need, especially now that there's no concerts happening. Um, I do think that there's room for it. I think also that the cool thing with AR is that AR is way easier to use. There's AR happening on Snapchat. You yep. can do AR on Instagram. I actually have a client um, who has little, I'll, I'll plug them. Um, they're really dope. A client called Spoken Flames and um it's a AR candle. Um, so basically when you open up the phone, the candle literally speaks affirmations to you. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to be rolling out some cool stuff over the next couple of months. So tune. and it's already a great candle. Smell good, looks good. It says things. So like, it'll say like one candle says like light it into existence. And then like, it says affirming things. Um, and so again, we're moving into, I think that space regardless. I think um, in the beginning, it may be more of an, uh, I don't wanna say acquired taste, but something that is a little eclectic until we normalize it. But I think if, again, I don't know what artists right now, if offered the opportunity to create a VR experience that will go along with their rollout, that could be accessible to their fans would say no. I think right. every artist, I've been screaming from the rooftops that artists need to get more tapped in with technology and use it to our advantage. I think with COVID now happening, everyone's seeing the necessity for digital, right? It's no longer like, oh, this is cute, this is cool. It's right. now, something, there's no other way to connect to so many people at the same time. Right. Know, if when we get a reasonable vaccine, there's going to be one people who are still not comfortable, two people who don't want to take it, three we have to rebuild an entire infrastructure that crazily came crashing down in less than three months. Um, and I think the thing with that too is that now because people have been so digital focused, a someone who lives in Thailand can get the same experience of someone who's in New York City. That's never been a thing in a, in a totality kind of way. It's always been like, you can get bits and pieces, but you got to live in New York City to go to the album release event, pop-up, the concert, all 
thing. And I'm not saying this to say that experiential um, and in-person events are dead, but I'm saying I think the smart people are seeing the value in a more inclusive, which means wide range, which means technological experience. Like we saw The weekend and Doja Cat and Travis Scott again. Like we saw people doing all these things and they worked and they probably maximized the amount of people they were able to reach without having to spend as much money as they would on a show. Like you can duplicate technology numerous times. Like there's people who never went to a Travis Scott show, whether it was because they couldn't afford a ticket because they weren't, it wasn't in their city or, you know, maybe you don't want to deal with the moshing, right? But all those same people on top of his core super fans or the huge fan base sat there and watched that collaboration show that he did. Right. And it's like, if you don't see how like one plus one plus two, you're going to kind of be left in the dust. Um, and I think hopefully music companies pick up the speed so that artists don't have to do it on such an individual and partnership basis. But I do think that's where we're going, similar to the movie industry. I don't think that certain things are obsolete, but I think that there's going to be more of a blend because but, it yeah. makes sense. That is a great, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's more of a button. Like things aren't getting pushed away because of the pandemic. They're not, op- they're no longer obsolete, like you said, because of the pandemic. But yeah, that it, like, we you know what QR codes are for now. I've been, <laughs> they've been pushing, shoving QR codes down our throats for like a decade. I'm like, I don't need this. They, they like on the side of the ice box outside the corner store. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need this. Like, I don't care what they're doing. <laughs> Right. No offense. Right. I, I mean, I used to start to do them because I'm like, OK, well. Is there right. an importance? And now it's like, well, we can't touch anything. So, wow. Boom. Menus. Now I can not only order, but I can pay with it. Like I I have like products I, I ordered um, Arden's Garden. Like um, they have like these like, you know, ginger immunity shot things. And mm-hmm. on the box it was a QR code and it was like, Hey, watch our video. And it's a video of taking you to content where it shows you how to take the shots. Mm-hmm. I had, a, I have an artist client, TGI fly. He dropped the project. Um, we did some influencer marketing and on the hoodies, literally on the sleeve is a QR code. And we do it. It opens up to the music and starts playing the music. Like this is where we're going. So everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, you, I, I just had a, an idea. I hope I'm not giving away a free idea, but imagine if like at some point like Apple and Spotify incorporated VR and like AR equipment into 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 their streaming service. Like you know, we we pay ten a month for Apple, Spotify. Yeah. Why not? Like give people. I don't even know why we can't have a more social experience on streaming services. Like I think I should be able to. I think they have some of that stuff going on now, but it's still not widely advertised. Like why, if we're friends, I should be able to follow you on Apple, on Spotify, on Tidal, and you know, on Audio Mac, on SoundCloud, and like see what you're listening to, mm-hmm. like so that I can tap in. Like why aren't we like connecting? the dots and I feel like if we had what like if there was some sort of AR and AR is so easy like it's right there like they and they already have partnerships with all the major apps well at least with Instagram and Facebook so it's like boom boom bam create the experience so that people can repost it and say how cool it is yeah Spotify has actually done a solid job with like the the their social aspect and and then Apple Music actually followed 
them and like a couple of years ago i remember uh apple music rolled out like profiles and you could like be friends with people and so i was like oh okay i, I see what you're doing you're trying to follow spotify but yeah i i do still think there is another step they could take like spotify has group listening now which is really cool apple music doesn't have that yet apple music doesn't have collaborative playlists um so they're they're a little behind the eight ball but yeah i'm just picturing like paying 15 a month for apple music and then they, they send like an apple brand headphones and then like if i want to watch a music video just throw them on and then i'm like so fire i mean because then they could do anything movies i mean even podcasts right like podcasts is a big industry you created some sort of ar like i mean even listening to the podcast right or watching the podcast and then when certain things happen or you know you know people have sound effects whatever and then like things popping up like Mm -hmm. i think that's so cool i've been Mm -hmm. waiting on this since i was like a kid i have like these (laughs) ways we can use vr and ar to like deal with things like running out of room and food and all this stuff so I think it's I think it's time I didn't see um the necessity of it before I'll admit I felt like it was another one of those things where it's like yeah VR AR ooh, I can feel like I'm riding on a roller coaster amazing like why do I need this in my house like I'm not why do I need to pay for this but, like it was very niche unless you were a super gamer and even then right but I think now we're finally getting into the getting into the good stuff mm-hmm. excited. Word. Well, that was a great great uh half and half nick thank you for sharing that and Janae, thank you thank you for your takes you uh you you, you were spitting so I, I i hope they listen to us <laughs> tech and mark intersections as they would say uh-huh uh-huh uh as you all know we have our employee of the month with us uh we give her a brief shout out again but we're gonna have a full conversation later um we just wanted to give her her proper shout out in in the segment so shout out our employee of the month you're looking at her you've heard her already janae brown the beyonce of marketing we liddy um let's jump into this slide deck frank what you got for us the best song wasn't the single but you weren't either all right. So uh, our guest, we're going to let our guest start. What song did you bring for us to bump? I brought um, an artist that I really like right now. He's arguably my favorite artist right now. Blast Overrated. All right. Let's get into it. Pr- produced by Blast. Ain't even gotta say it. Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated. Ay, we know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love when we shade it. Dog, dog, they hate it when we isolate it. We know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your loyalty, love is overrated. Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all this ice you see? I'm willing to give you. All this love I got But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love, you ain't even gotta say it Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you love when we shade it Dark, dark, they hate it when we isolate it Ay, You know we good, no reason to be explaining 
Just want your love, you see the love is overrated Yeah, you know I'm forever late Money ain't none if you got nobody to share it with Heart on my sleeve, don't got a problem with wearing it Time ain't free, so if you got it, you cherish it You know the call never switch My love legit, you know I'ma go all out for my Just if we ever fall out, get it, good, get it right back And if it's up, let it stick, and it's like that You ain't even gotta say it Misunderstood, don't need to be complicated, ayy you know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love when we shade it. Dark, dark, they hate it when we isolated. You know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your loyalty, love is overrated. Yeah, yeah, that's my joint. That, that's, 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 that's my favorite one from the project. Okay. Cause it's like, it's such a bop that like, you, you know, some songs are deep. And it's like, damn, you can't really listen to it without like being like, damn, this is deep. Like it's hitting. But this is like, it's hitting them, but it's so fire that you can't all the way get in your feelings. It's like, damn, oh. Right, right, right. You gotta gotta haul them, shake your way out the feelings. (laughs) You get your feelings together with you. Like, damn, you start thinking about something. It's like, up. Right, right. I like it. And a lot of people don't do samples right, in my opinion. And I feel like that was smooth. Beautiful sample. Donnell Johnson. You know, okay. All right. Thank you for that, Janae. Uh, Nick, what you bring for us, your brother? I got some some heat. Another LA artist. I didn't know we was doing LA artists today. <laughs> but um, and also ironically, all these slides, the person who is the artist produced the record as mm-hmm. well. But that was all coincidental today. <laughs> but some things is just meant to be. Anyways. I got, uh, this is a project that came out in 2017. I was running this project up. This is Nothing to Something by Sid. This is all for a project, Finn, produced by Sid. I'm too much off the goose, so give me the juice. Too big to choose out of all of you. These bitches kiss and tell, but I wish them well. I'm just overzealous, they think I'm selfish, but I'm working on my wellness. Hustle for my health, and I keep pushing this product till there's nothing on the shelf. If I go to hell, hope my bitches get to visit. Meet at my hotel, make another bad decision, you with it? Sipping on something that's bubbling, they all hating, we love it, it's just the beginning of it, you know. This for my youngest, my cousins I turn nothing to something So I'ma collect this money for show Talk to me like Talk to me like We turn nothing to something Introduce you to the new me My life's a movie All I need is a Karuchi These women choosing Hop your ass in this jacuzzi and bring it to me You know I'm the truth, but you wanna see the proof Well, you know what to do Don't get confused, girl, I'm focused This isn't news, girl, you know this Just be my muse for tonight I might change your life, so if you change your mind, I'll be here Sipping on something that's bubbling, they all
Hey, okay. 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 No, I really love that one. Um, I, I, I picked Sid because, you know, I just, I had been, that's why they were having a conversation for those who don't know off camera about sort of just a blast and like the LA sound. And, um, and I, I love Sid because she's like, you know, the pocket of the, the, what I feel like really defines LA too. I'm like, you know, very chill, very vibey very nostalgic just feel good and i think that this shows the duality of the feel good i think that comes out of la specifically like blast is more the commercial side you know vibrant excited happy um outside in the sun in in a six fold you know rolling with the top down uh, yes. and then and then sid is more like oh like oh she's cool she's she's slick she's like she's smooth like and so i i love i love the duality that we have there but um yeah that i really that was one of the songs that really stood out to me on the project when I was listening to it way back when. So I revisited it and I was like, oh, this is definitely a slide. Got to show that. Yeah, it's a really good project. I really enjoyed that. Um, and to end, I brought a track by an artist that I feel like is a, I don't want to call him a hidden gem because uh, people who know, know. But I think the mainstream music community still isn't fully hip to this guy and the person featured. So I brought Right Time by Ye Ali featuring Reggie Beckton, and this is produced by Ye Ali. Let's jump into it. Oh, you got the message, fuck the hypothetics. Call me over there, I call the Uber, it's the Lexus. Tell your friend she could come, I know she could jealous. I'll be over there tonight if you clear your schedule I just wanna vibe tonight and be around your exes Sip a little wine tonight, get about your exes I can't even charge you cause you deserve all these blessings I don't want tomorrow, I want right now cause it's the present I got a gift for you, I'll take a flick with you Or I go trip for two lingerie in the mood She a dancer, I need an interview You're the best, I had another girl but she switched it up Somebody new tonight, I just fell in love I don't know if it's me talking or it's the cup But whatever it was You came through at the right time You came through at the right Yeah, it's my joint. That's that my job. Yeah, crazy. I think. Go ahead. Oh yeah. no, I was just gonna say I love Ye. Like he is so talented. Pain game is crazy, mm-hmm. um, and I I love his music that he makes. Little fun fact: um, Kim and I, shout out to Kim Chanel, partner in crime. Um, love Kim. We used to throw. Um, well, we still throw parties, but I was going to say we used to throw them and have an artist perform. Like whoever was we felt like was a really dope, hot, like up and coming emerging artist or producer or or somebody. Um, and Ye was one of the first people we ever had perform in our oh, event. Dope. Not anymore. So really. Can um, you sing live? Uh, yeah, Ye did his thing. He did his thing. Yeah. Um, he did what needed to be done. Um, but nah, that's my, that's like my boy in, in real life. It's always love when I see Ye. So it's super exciting always seeing him like 
you know, shine and, and get his flowers. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that's I think I I think I heard that track a couple months ago, but I heard it again in the, when I was driving Uber this week. That's just my time to just you know catch up on music and you know if if, if it's trash, I skip it. And I heard it, I was like, oh, I remember this joint. I played it once. It's really dope. Yeah, I, I got to play it this week. I was sitting there riding, vibing. I had I had to repeat it. That you came through at the right time. That's 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 bars right there. You know what I'm saying? It's real. It's very real. It, it, it hits home when, 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 you know, you got somebody who came through at the right time. I don't, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'll take the next second. <laughs> but anywho, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know where you can find the Slide Deck playlist. Uh, it is on all platforms. Uh, you can hit the link tree in our Instagram and Twitter bios. And if you want to slide at it, you can hit us at Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter or email us at staybusypod at gmail.com. Before we get into our main event, the board meeting where we interview Janae, we're going to play a fun game of auto reply. This is where we say a word and Janae tells us the first thing that comes to mind when we say that word. Yeah, yeah, we're putting you on the hot seat. So, you know, g- 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 get some water. Time take a breath, stretch, whatever you got to do. Rain is crazy. So let me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. We this, love bro- it. this segment is brought, brought to you by. <laughs> right. A little, little mid-roll. All right. Nick, you want to kick us off? We're going to start it easy for you. Let's say marketing. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Campaign. <laughs> me so i'll go back to beyonce oh i guess yeah it's all cohesive oh wait you said beyonce again. Beyonce is the word you gotta say beyonce again again because that was i didn't know <laughs> beyonce beyonce that's what we're saying to beyonce. the greatest okay got you atlanta Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I know she did not just say okay, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's the first thing. It's the first thing. It's gonna go on the record as a whack answer, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do better. Give me go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um Brown to perfection. I was gonna say agency. <laughs> Excellence. There we go. Labels. The machine. 2021. Destiny. Digital. I want you to know that I almost said marketing. Those words. Um, say that, I guess. I would say um, roadmap. Okay. And then last we got Janae. I literally almost said my last name. Um, manifestation. There we go. Oh, there we right. go. A little auto reply. Taking a little more literally than we ever ever had before, but it's all good. It's, it's them buzzwords. It's, it's them buzzwords. Somebody said my name like Janae Brown. Brown <laughs> Direction Agency. <laughs> like. <laughs> She's a, a a walking marketing campaign. <laughs> uh, so our board meeting, we're going to give you all an opportunity to get to know the Beyonce of marketing from her start as 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 a part of Destiny's Child. No, I'm joking, but but uh, we 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 just want to get into you and your background because uh, 
Well, one thing about me with people who work in the music industry, um, and this is me revealing something about myself before we get into you. Um, back in the day, I actually used to make music with my cousin, um, my cousin and, and my brother. You know, I realized at a certain point that I, I probably wasn't going to make it. So I, I transitioned and I found my way into journalism. So I'm always fascinated at the people who chose to be engineers or cho choose to be a publicist or choose to work in marketing and kind of how they got there. So the, the best place to start is what's your background and what ultimately developed your interest in what you do now? Um, so, so interesting you started off with that because my entire life, um, I've been singing in front of people since I was two or two and a half. Mm. A lot of people do not know this unless you like really know me well. Um, I still write music in all transparency. Um, but yeah, I was, I was in a girl group at one point when I was a teenager. I was always, you know, the kid who's like always singing all the songs at graduation. Um, I've been writing music since I was probably like eight, writing little like Destiny's Child type bops um, at lunch um, with my friends and organizing the, the concert we were doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I would say in high school, I was in this music program at Harlem Children's Zone. Um, it was like an after school program where they paid us to go to after school and do things that we should have been doing anyway. Shout out to the amazing Jeffrey Canada, great person to look up. Um, anyways, there I was in a music class and my mentors were um, people who had been in the industry, um, A&Rs, tour managers, songwriters, um, for some really notable people and labels. And they were the first people to one outside of myself, like really recognize that I can write well, write music well, um, outside of just being able to sing. Um, yeah, I was like in pageants and stuff, like in high school up, like that was my thing. You know, a little bit. And so we were in there writing music, recording it. We had like a girl group, we would, like performed for like the governor and like, Parody events, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I went to a performing arts high school, vocal major there, Town Unlimited High School in New York. Um, and in every choir, everything. I also grew up in church. My grandfather, bless his soul, he was a bishop and pastor. So again, this was all a thing. Um, and in that music class, they not only were the first people to be like, oh, wow, you write music really well to be 16, 17 but they also taught me that there were other things I could be in the business aside from being an artist. And they started to teach me things about the business so that I would be prepared no matter which route I went. Then I found out about Five Towns College in Long Island. Um, and it provided me the opportunity to not have to choose um, and I could get the best of both worlds. There was a major where I could sing and I could have a minor in music business, right? Literally the first semester in, I was like, I've been classically trained my whole life singing, reading sheet music all this stuff or you know reading my way through the sheet music because I ain't the greatest at that um but I was like I don't feel like paying people to teach me how to sing anymore I can do electives if I really want to pursue music for real I'll just do that I fell in love with the business courses like in love um what's cool about my school there's a lot of things that are ridiculous about it but what's really cool about it to me is the curriculum um so I switched my major to business management 
with a concentration in music business. So I'm learning like traditional accounting, micro, macro, economics, psychology, all these different things, human resources. And then my concentration, I'm taking courses, literally music publishing and copyright, business law is a class, music concert and production, is, concert production is a class, music marketing specifically is a class, right? Um, and so learning all these things um, and really sharpening my skills. So it's a bit of a cheat code if, you, if you're going into the industry because I was pretty well versed in things that people were, were taking 10 years to learn how to do through experience wow. only. And so then um, I interned first, I, oh my goodness, I've been interning since I was like 15. So I interned with like, an independent DJ management kind of AR company. Then I interned with a um, startup marketing and brand management company. Makes sense. Um, and that was super fun. We took our artists through like Battle of the Bands, like, and that's when Afropunk first was like, that was like a really, wow. still a big thing, but like that was in the beginnings. Um, we took our clients to Good Morning America. I organized listening events for these artists there was a, a clothing line client and she had like a mobile clothing truck at one point she's still a phenomenal very renowned designer to this day um and so I learned a lot there um I was also underage so like I'm, I'm organizing a listening event at like a like a like an ace hotel type lounge bar thing and I can't even drink I was like yeah. 19 yeah. <laughs> me into everything it was very funny um but they were great I also this was an Instagram first popped off right so I started all of their social media pages Instagram Twitter Facebook um and really got them in the thick of it and figured out how they could their artists could utilize it as well so little did I know I was already putting together digital content strategies for artists brands um and companies right so all of this is going on I'm not really I'm paying attention but I'm like oh I just want to learn and so then um I start this is a long story guys I start oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing story I'm locked in it's your I, time <laughs> so I start um I throw this huge barbecue at my school now a little bit about me like I've always been like you know the fun crew like we gonna party we gonna turn up we gonna you know my grades is good but hey we want to find something to do in this in this small ass school so I decided to throw this huge barbecue at my school like end of the year type barbecue on our lawn I made that school get me a um, mechanical bull, a bouncy house, snow cone machines, cotton candy. I made the calf who wasn't the best known for food. I sent them a menu and made them cook us barbecue food, mac and cheese, have all the stuff, like did all of that. We had games, we had booths, we had a dunk tank. I had like, my school was full of artists. So I had like the main like popular artists, some of them were my friends. I had them performing live outside with a live sound system, um, instrumentation, all that, all types of craziness. We had a water balloon fight. It was ridiculous to say the least. We had people from not going to us, the whole school game, first of all, um, including commuters, which is a big deal because they never stayed for anything ever. Right. And then we had people from other schools coming. I invited all my friends from the city. We had so many people there. And it was so great that the Dean of Activities was like, hey, do you want to be president of like SGA? And I was like, me? And I was like, I mean, I'm for the people and everything, but are you sure this is what you want to do? Because we still right. want to be that. And he was like, no, I want you to take it from president of student activities and then you can hire whoever you want to be 
the VP and they kind of focus on issues. So of course I hired my best friend, Kayla, shout out to Kay Dilla, an amazing artist. Um, and so she was kind of handling the stuff because she hated everything that they were doing. There were so many issues. And yeah, I put on 66 events per semester. They, anybody who wanted to do anything, I mean, if you were the chess club and you wanted to have a sit down with cupcakes, you had to come through me, fill out the form. I established a budget. I go back to the school and the deans, get the budget approved. So again, this is starting my, my project management right. stuff. Um, I also had to market all of the events. It wasn't like people were producing their own flyers. So mm. I had to create every single flyer, put it out make sure it made sense, make sure I was putting it in the areas where that particular group of students mm-hmm. or people would find it, um, translating it onto online. I had them start doing an actual, like being active on the actual school social media so that we could promote the stuff that was happening, all that stuff. And then I go to intern, I think senior year, because junior year, something happened, I couldn't do it. And I was devastated. I interned at Sony Music at RCA Records. Um, it was between AR and marketing. And I think after speaking to her and seeing my work, she was like, hmm, you give me marketing. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, and she was like, you could do really well at AR. She was like, but hmm, which one do you want to do? And I think it was the fact that if I wanted to do AR, I would have had to go to another label. And I was more crazy about RCA's artists. So RCA got real. The heat the heat right so i was like yeah i'm going over to rca (laughs) roster we in marketing so as soon as i get there they're like you're the idea girl and so they're like yeah so they had me working on like actual artists like assets and like we did like um these projects where we were able to rebrand artists and they actually use some ideas so imagine me i'm like still in school i'm like this is crazy um and so I'm like, I'm trying to get a job, right? right? I break my ankle three weeks before graduation. Um, very stupid story. I won't waste you guys' time on it. It wasn't anything. I wish it was a better story because then I could be like, yeah, I jumped up a roof. Nope. Very stupid. Um, and I was devastated because I was like, I'm never going to find a job. Oh, my God. Um, and I called my supervisor and told him. He was like, okay, well, whenever you can get in like a cam booter or some crutches or something, just come back. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, just come intern for the summer and like, We'll see what's up. And I was like, oh. as soon as I got, I don't know if you've ever seen a cam boot, like that plastic boot. That oh, yeah. I mean, so I went to the doctor, let's say on Tuesday. He was like, okay, here's a cam boot. Be careful, you know, blah, blah, blah. Wednesday morning, I was at RCA. Um, hobbling, <laughs> hobbling up and down the hallway, back and forth to the printer. And they were like, you know, you can sit down, right? I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, whenever I feel a little like um, stagnant or anything, I try to tap into that girl because she was not playing. Like I freaking was like, I made really, I had my supervisor introduce me to people. Shout out to John Angle, still the go to this day, introduced me to hiring managers in HR. Shout out to Marco, still an amazing HR person in the industry to this day. And, you know, I built a relationship, but before I even broke my, my ankle, I built a relationship. And so it's really as simple as saying hi, if I'm going to that floor, stopping by and saying, what's up, how you doing? Like, I always try to tell people that are looking for opportunities that like, you gotta be a person and like, you know, it's about relationships. That's what this industry is about. Like, so the second internship, I'm now leading the team of, of interns. Like I tried to get them to know that Vine was like an example of where we were heading digitally. 
they didn't see it yet, but that's one of my favorite moments, aha moments for me. Um, <laughs> and so um, we do all this stuff and then he starts sending me on interviews and I end up, RCA didn't have openings. I end up at Columbia Records um, in finance and operations, which was cool because um, they oversaw directly all the marketing strategy. And so I learned how to budget for marketing outside of just the creative. Um, also any, like, um, because I was working for the CFO, like any record deals, whether they were being renewed with options, whether they were being freshly signed, whether they were being like people were being dropped or whatever, um, nobody could like, they won't touch his hands until they touch my hands. Like he had me look at them first, sure that like certain things were right. And so like, yeah, I'm literally reading through Calvin Harris's negotiations Mm. for the next however many years. Right. So like that, and I mean, it just kind of reinvigorated all the stuff I had learned in school already. And my boss at the time knew that, and he was phenomenal to this day, like so integral in just, he was like, you know, you got like, you got something. And like, I I want you to work for this company. He was like, so anything that you need or you want to learn like that book, um, um, what is it? How to make talking about this. I got it. I was about to pick it up and show it on the camera. Yes. So he was the first one that introduced me to that book. He got it for me for, I don't, I think it was just like my first week. And he was like, Hey, here's a book, a good book for, you know, read this. I was already, this is when, this is a crazy time, y'all, because this is also when streaming first popped off. So, like, Spotify was doing stuff technically without, I don't want to say too much, but the labels weren't happy. Let's say that, right? And so they were forced to, like, hurry up because they didn't want to go through the whole thing again with, like, CD versus iTunes. Like, they had to, like, mm-hmm. and so I was seeing the biggest issue was the royalty numbers. And we're thinking like, look how much we spend to make an album and this is how much you're trying to charge us per stream. Um, And so to this day, I'm really not comfortable with the royalty numbers with most streaming platforms, but I learned about that very early on. And like I was doing, I also was in charge of like doing reports for the whole label. So like for Sony music entertainment period. So I had to crunch the for every label so what the head of epic was was spent was spending what the head of um you know rca was spending even though i wasn't there and preparing the literal executive documents so when the big bosses the presidents the la reads everybody sits down and talks with um rob stringer who's now and doug morris was head at the time but now rob stringer is now the head like when they all sat down with him like that was my report so I had to be on point, first of all, with the numbers. Um, but it was also cool seeing like how a company runs, how a music company runs in totality. And I think the operations side of my job at that point too, I had to deal with employees. I had to onboard people. I had to know how much we spend on peppermints like a month, wow. right? Like, and then how much we're spending on studio time, how much our ARs are spending flying to go chase down rappers that we won't name that we didn't sign right like stuff like that (laughs) um and so yeah it was great but um I love marketing and Columbia didn't have uh the roster um enough 
enough uh, black music for me. I'll put it frankly. Like, yes, they have big artists, legacy artists like uh, Beyonce and they had Tyler the Creator and stuff, but like they don't drop all the time. And like they had J. Cole, but literally when I got there, J. Cole did um, my favorite rapper, by the way, really embarrassing story about how we first met. 2014 Forest Hill Drive. And um, after that, he was transitioning over to uh, Interscope, right? So I'm like, damn, my favorite rapper ain't even gonna be on here no more. So in the meantime, RCA is like, knock, knock. Hey, you want to come back home? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, honestly, yes. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> like, uh, my old supervisor was like, I'm moving to a new department with my job. I'm like, yep. Um, but that was a big, crazy thing. A tug of war between the two labels. Columbia was trying to get me to take almost any marketing job they had. Mm. It wasn't you know like so I go back to RCA and it was a great experience I got to work on so many amazing artists until this day I love um it was craziest workload ever but I got to work under some phenomenal black women that are responsible for all black women who are responsible for like everyone from Chris Brown to literally Usher to literally her Jasmine Sullivan the ASAPs like whomever you can think of like TLC, like heavy hitters. And so um, we broke Bryson at that time. Like it was great, but for me, it was also the time where I realized that I am not made to sit in an office all day long. Mm. Um, A lot of the work sometimes I'll say in music, um, depending on what's going on in the company structure, every company is different. It becomes very administrative and I'm creative and literally hired me to say like, yo, you're super creative. That's why we hire you. And so that wasn't happening. We kind of came to a mutual decision that like this wasn't working. I was already interviewing for new jobs at work. Um, Cause that's what black people do. And <laughs> I was up for a final interview at another very popular music company. Um, and then there was some like debacle with paperwork. And I was telling my mom, like, look, um, I don't know. And she was like, listen, you've had not one, but two jobs. You've been interning since you were like 15. Like if you want to take a second, like a breath and figure out what you want to do, it's okay. You don't have kids. You don't have a mortgage. Like it's okay. Right. It's okay. And I, that was very hard for me to like, Cause I'm not that. I'm not like that person. I could, yeah. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. I'm like, what do you mean? What if we stop and then we never start again? So I needed that conversation from her. Life lesson. Um, and when that whole thing, they were like trying to fix it, and I was like, listen, this is my rainbow in the sky. Cause I really, I was praying, and I was like, God, I don't know. I was processing a lot of invoices for outside, outsourced marketing, or you know, stuff. Oh. And I'm like, I'm doing the, the numbers, and I'm like, bad. <laughs> gotta be day. and I'm like if they got these many clients I'm like they're making more money than I am and they don't have to be here in these four walls I was like oh I don't know I was like I wonder if I could do it like on my own and I was like you know um Brown to Perfection was a website guys in the beginning wow. <laughs> literally that I made again at work because I was feeling burnt out and I was also like you know I felt like I should have a personal brand as well outside of like my stuff. And I wanted to give resources to people who were trying to get into the industry or any industry. So how to be like a good intern that lands Mm -hmm. a job, like, and then for people in music, there's so much stuff that you do at the labels that you can do yourself. If you sit down and do it, like I was making, like, (laughs) I was making like one sheets and things for like, 
big old for like let's say for example sake right like if coca-cola wanted to work with one of our artists i was doing um making one sheets and like powerpoint slides like yeah and it looked amazing right but like this goes to say like it's not always about being in the place like yes there's obviously things that go with the machine there's a lot of things but you can get further than where you are if you do the right thing so that's what mm-hmm. Brock's Brock was supposed to be I guess it's still that um mm-hmm. I'm so serious about like giving resources but yeah so that other job fell through I never looked back after that and here we are this is 2020 four years later going on four wow. and a half um and I still love this thing um entrepreneurship is crazy but I wouldn't trade it for the world um people always ask me like would you work for another company I'm like it would have to help me leverage my current company and I almost did that um by the way but um and have to help me leverage my my current company and I'd have they'd have to pay me what, what is the bag hitting on what is the bag hitting <laughs> on have to pay me so much like they'd have to pay me like i won't say a number but they're gonna have to pay me an exorbitant uh, amount of money pay me for the time that i may lose and for the other additional person or people i may have to hire to be my eyes and ears because i got to contribute to them and like yeah they're gonna have to make me some money back in the process like i'm talking like hiring my company to do like i don't yeah um there's a lot that like I think comes with me like even outside of just my work if I stop my business today like just the strength of my relationships my ears my eyes like vision um creativity like the 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 understanding of like both cultural cultural bottom lines and corporate bottom lines a lot of people don't have that for real and so i once I understood that, I was like, yeah, um, if you ain't talking something that makes some sense, we're not doing it. But here I am, guys. Longest <laughs> story ever. Story no, I love the you story. Love I was locked in for the whole time. Yeah. That is, this is, I have to applaud you as a, a Black woman and entrepreneur just making your space, doing your thing. Well, you guys are so sweet. I mean, I love the agency because I started off in music, right? But I think I'm just a talented marketer, period. So I've been able to, I and I really spent the first few years, I won't say I wasn't working with music clients, but they weren't really a focus because I want to market everything. I will market the lamps in this room. Like I will market, and like now we work with, we have tech apps, we have hair care companies, we have AR candle clients, we have politicians, we have artists, right? Like we're able to do everything. We have media personalities, like, there's no limit. And that is how I see this agency. I know that like a lot of people decide on a niche, like there's so many agencies like, oh, we do tech. Oh, we do music. Oh, we do actors. Oh, we do, um, I don't know, we do office supplies, like whatever that looks like. Um, But for me, it's, I think our niche is how we execute. And our ability to um, really tap in with the target audience authentically, like authenticity marketing is our jam. And I just really don't think anybody does it like us. Not that anybody does it well, but I just don't, I think we just have a different touch, a different level of ideation and like vision. And we do things that can transcend one project for one time. 
Like we're giving you something that you can take and like keep going. Like you could you could run up our strategy. I kid you not for five to ten. Like wow. if you right, you you can do that. And I, I don't feel like not that many companies are tapped in and in such a broad way. And like I said, like cultural meets corporate, like there's no issues here. Usually you get one or the other. You get a really rigid marketing plan that's only for sales, views, listens, or you get a super creative one that might not translate. Um, and I just speak both languages. So wow. So what does it take for someone to get to work with Brand of Perfection? Uh, shoot us an email. And then um, I like to vet all my client leads like a maniac, um, which is also why my schedule is so crazy. But I like to talk to people because we have different options. And maybe you're not ready for a retainer, but maybe you want to do one-off consultations until you're ready for that. Maybe you're just doing um, our digital billboard placement service and like you should just have billboards up in you know, cities across the United States. Um, maybe, you know, and I just want to get to know the client. We're not like, you know, it's not like the automobile industry and it's like, oh, put this, put that, put that. Yes, there's strategies that typically you have to touch, but to me, every client is different. It's tailored. Like, I'm not going to talk to client A's audience the same way I talk to client B. They're two different clients. I mean, I could be marketing two of the same thing and I won't market it the same way. Because like, I don't really believe in that. Um, of course, again, there's things that we do consistently, but yeah, so shoot us an email. Um, we can get on the phone. If you want to just book a consultation straight away, a lot of people just like, no, I want a full thing right away. So all the links and like bios and stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be putting out some more resources just even for people who even aren't ready for that. Like, I believe that... Um, everyone has something about them that's great yeah know how to maximize it and be in the position to do so so i try to do that as much as possible if you're even if it's not marketing if you're just an everyday person like i care about people and i think that's why i'm in marketing because it's all about people it's all about psychology and um it just merges the things that i love so well, what I'm curious about, you clearly have a very diverse uh, background and experience doing a lot of different things. Um, and often in creating your own agency, your own creative endeavors, a lot of people see the name. And if it's not like a big name, then then that then they might be hesitant to work. They're like, oh, like what 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 can I get out of this? Is it reliable? So uh, what what challenges did, did you encounter um, starting Brown to Perfection Agency and kind of taking it to, to where you are now? Um, to be honest, again, I'm a person who really is serious about relationships. And that's, that's not to say that I'm the person who's going to like hit you up every week because I'm absolutely an Aquarius and that's not happening <laughs> for anybody, even people that I'm actually really close with. But um, I have a way of staying connected with people, genuinely. And when I connect with you in the first place, it's genuine, no matter what level that it's on. Um, I actually was scared to death when I first started the company. I was scared. I didn't advertise any services. We still kind of don't. Like, what's crazy about this company is that, like, you probably have never even seen our website. Like, majority of our clientele come to us. Like, I don't really, unless I have a really big idea for a company. So like, for example, um, we have an influencer campaign happening right now with Sour Power Straws. And like, 
I literally um, discovered the mango sour power straws and I was like, these are crazy good. And I found their social media and I tagged them. They like, I think like responded like thanks or something like that. And I hit them up and I just let them know what I did. And I was just like, yeah, like I would love to talk. Like I would love to produce a campaign for you guys. Like if, if that's a thing just so happened the person on the social media that day was one of the heads of marketing. And so she was like, yeah, sure. And yeah, we got on the phone and we've had an amazing relationship ever since. Um, some things got canceled. So like we were supposed to do, they were doing this. We were doing this huge South by Southwest activation. <laughs> um, literally, and you know, we were holding on, like I still have my flights and South by Southwest tried to hold on to. And literally that was the deciding factor. Like that's how we knew it was real. We were like, they didn't cancel South by Lord. I was supposed um, to go too. Yeah, crazy. It was going to be so good. I mean, I hope, you know, the next time is, is just as good. But anyways, um, yeah. So like very referral based, like word of mouth. I'm blessed to have amazing friends, colleagues, associates, or just people who even follow me online who are like, you need marketing, like hit up Janae, right? Um, I think too, like, you know, I, it's not like I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that if you actually like speak with me um, and of course work with me, I think you see that. I mean, no marketer is perfect. No strategy is perfect. A lot of times it's going to go how it's going to go. You, you do the best you can and navigate. But um, yeah, I think in the beginning I was scared, but I also was in a huge creative community in New York um, at the time. And so again, people know what you do. They're going to ask you for help. Um, I was grateful to even a lot of times just having friendships with people and ending up marketing them, not really even officially. And like, people see how well that goes. And they're like, yeah, Janae did that. Like, yeah. it just kind of happens. Yeah. Like, and when you're a good person, inherently decent person, right. Um, you do good by people. I always believe like good things happen to good people. It doesn't like, you know, make you exempt from adversity, but um, I think God, the universe, whomever you believe in, you know, will honor that and you putting your best foot forward. I think I absolutely went through phases where again, I was super scared. I was like, so much figuring out like with business, right? No matter how prepared or experienced you are, I always say that business built me. Like I, I was business, but like the biggest things and challenges, sorry, the biggest things and challenges me were actually uh like self-development stuff like becoming a better person a better leader more self-aware more confident like all of that stuff so I mean I guess it was challenging but not really I don't know it depends on what you look at as a challenge because like I'm a little like I'm like oh what what you said I can't do that I, I don't uh, that's that New York <laughs> yeah, like, what happened like I, I i really don't i'm super sweet but like i always say like i'm a shark but you know sharks like um first of all entrepreneur right i eat you eat what you kill right so like if i don't go get it it's not getting done if i don't yeah. I, tell people this if i don't go make the dollar it could be one dollar if i don't make the dollar i literally don't have a dollar i can't sit it's not the same as like and no disrespect but it's just not the same as working somewhere and like oh you can be out sick for three days and you're still gonna get a check of some sort right you got pto you got this you got that like this ain't that like oh what you want your nails done you want to eat you want to live somewhere you want to go hang out with your friends okay well you have to make some money and figure out how to do it um 
So that's the thing. And like I said, I'm a shark. I would consider myself a shark. Um, and sharks only attack really when they smell blood. So I think sometimes people use that people, they say they're a shark and they're like, ooh, you kind of vicious. I'm like, yeah, when I need to be, when I need to eat, when mm-hmm. I see something that I need to, you know what I'm saying? I need to dominate this area. Um, but that's the life. I'm really excited. I know that like agency stuff takes a long time sometimes, like startups especially. And I, I, there aren't that many Black-owned startup marketing agencies and definitely not run by Black women. Um, my entire team are is, is Black people and um, literally Black men who, and they're like on the content side, love them and but like my internal team all black women like we we come up on the zoom like hi y'all this is that um and we've been blessed to like work with um lately especially like a lot of like black women ceos Mm. actually wow uh four out of five um clients that i'm thinking of that we onboarded for this for like rather recently they're all black women CEOs like so it's I don't know this is like my dream to like empower people that look like me mm-hmm. um every way possible and to um maximize the potential of, of great things great ideas great products great people like great music like great movies great tv shows great chapstick great. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> everything um, great yeah I'm just really grateful to be swear to you like I know y'all follow me on Twitter and like I am super deep but like I really mean it when I be like wow I'm super grateful right now like I'm so blessed to be able to wake up every single day and like create a life that I love when it's easy when it's hard when it's indifferent when it's wonderful like you know some days are harder than others entrepreneurship's not easy by any means I'll never mislead people but I will say that it's something that when you stick to it, it's very rewarding. Mm. Wow. Janae. Janae Brown, everybody. Yes. If if her story isn't inspiring to you, you 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 gotta listen to this episode again. Cause that was that was very, very empowering. Uh, we thank you for giving us your time, your energy, your enthusiasm. So fun. We definitely got to bring you back. Uh, we, we, we know that you've been staying busy all day and you about to go stay busy some more. So you got to come back to the busy verse at some point, but we really do thank you. Um, just to get into some bulletin board announcements, uh, a single that uh, we'll have dropped by the time y'all hear this uh, by, by the homegirl Hennessy. She's really cool with Kojo. That's uh, called I Get Lonely. Uh, shout out to our guest last week, Perfection. Her track, uh, uh, York Way uh, by Vori featuring Beam dropped. Uh, it's our first major placement, so y'all definitely check that out. And the Stay Busy mailing list. Make sure y'all sign up. We're going to post that on our social media uh, so y'all can get exclusive emails, news on upcoming things that we got for y'all. We got some special things planned to end the year and kick off 2021. Uh-huh. So make sure you stay woke and you stay busy. Once again, we had the incredible Beyonce of marketing, Janae Brown, out here bringing that Black woman magic the vibes, the energy, and yeah, well, like I said, we definitely got to do this again. It's the boy Armand. As Nick is here, we want y'all to wear your masks, wash your hands, 
try to social distance. It's cold out, so you shouldn't be doing any outdoor brunches, outdoor dinners. Although I was at brunch this weekend, and there were people sitting outside, winter coats, heat lamps. It was it was kind of wild. It was a little wild. I I, I, I was indoors eating, so yeah, I, I wasn't messing around with any of that. But ladies and gentlemen, love y'all. Stay safe. Stay humble. Stay busy. Let's hit that outro. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy. Taking time, getting right if you miss me. Yeah, yeah. I've been out yeah, in the yeah. world, staying yeah, busy. Yeah. Monday's 9 a.m. Monday's 9 a.m. Party with the gang. Every week, tell a friend. Every week, tell a friend. Busy over everything. Busy over everything. Busy boys, how they call now? Ain't you heard?